on the Spencer's the Pez, Goking out at the cons, Renaissance Fest, Watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie, <laughs> sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. Listen up, fanboys, it's the Fanboy Planet Podcast, and here's your host, Derek McCaw. Oh, I thought you'd forgotten my name for a second. This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. I just didn't have anything. All right, and of course, introduce yourself, my announcer there. Uh, this is uh, Lon Rosie McDonald Lopez. How oh. you doing? We've got a guest commentator tonight. Steven Nelson of BCTV. Hey, great. And, of course, moral compass, sound engineer, and best hair of the group. Very much so. Rick Brett Snyder, thank you for mm-hmm. the comment about my hair. You're well coiffed, sir. I just thank it for hanging around. Well coiffed. <laughs> thank you. We've got a lot of interesting things to talk about tonight, don't we, we do, fellas? We do. We've got, of course, a lot of uh, comics news, a little bit of movie news, and, of course, you know, in the wake of the strike, we thank heavens for the Sarah Connor Chronicles. But, of course, the one story tonight on Wednesday, January 23rd, that is probably on everybody's minds, Though even you're listening five days later, we're not going to add to any of the news because we don't know any of the news as of this of this recording. But of course, we we do have to mention Heath Ledger's passing, and uh, there we are. And I say, as the sad thing about being a geek is, for the first reaction is Heath Ledger. That's sad. Followed almost instantly by, oh my gosh, what's going to happen to the Dark Knight? Right. Yeah. That's not a bad – I mean, it's not a bad thing. I mean, we were all looking forward to his work. This is it. true. We were. And he was been spectacular in all the all the scenes we've seen for it. So we can say at this point everyone does know that Warner Brothers did confirm out there that, uh, that all the post-production work was done. We do have a completed performance as the Joker this much. We know. And there are rumors out there that the Joker was to return in uh, the third Batman film. Uh However, as Who knows? I suggested to a coworker today, if that is the case, and they do recast the Joker, uh, you know, though I can't imagine the actor who is eager to step into the shoes of of that role after that, if it is as good a portrayal as I said. But Grant Morrison suggested that the Grant Morrison suggested in a recent Batman that uh, the Joker has no personality of his own, right, and therefore changes them. And so it's possible if uh, Christopher Nolan and uh, David S. Goyer are willing. You know that the Joker could suddenly become a very different character in the third if film if they work it in in a way that the audience can understand. Mm-hmm. Well, like I say, I mean, well, they just have Grant Morrison step out in front and explain <laughs> in, front <laughs> of the, <laughs> in front of the curtains before the movie starts. Right. Look how many. Hello, I'm Grant Morrison. Look how many people have played Batman. I mean, everybody's accepted it. I, mean, I think we've all played Batman at one time or another. Oh no, I, yes. I just did it right before I came in. But I'm just saying that this is one of those euphemisms I'm not familiar. With. No, no, it's not a euphemism. That's the sad part. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. You know, see, Rick Steven, playing Rick's Batman the, now. No, Rick was doing the Batusi. You do have to understand, Stephen. That you know, no, we don't. We don't traffic in euphemisms here. <laughs> <laughs> That's the scary part for most people. So, so. All this stuff you're saying, it's real. You're like us. It's amazing we, we got married. So, uh, uh, you know. <laughs> anyway. Two tra- other people, yes. Tragic <laughs> loss and... Uh, Zing. Yeah. Tragic loss where mm-hmm. Sadie's gone. Yeah. Uh, 
actor do, gone are, in his prime, you know, probably going to miss a lot of great performances that he had coming. And uh, and I would say this is a, a reminder to me when we talk about like you know, as Goodson a few weeks ago said, "All right, already, I know, I'm ready for this movie. Show it to me. Come on." It's I, I've talked to so many people today. This said he was what? I said, you know, we were worried about the Batman movie. What's he doing in that? Like, yeah. really? There's this huge section of the population, people that we actually hang out with, still unaware that he was playing the Joker. So it's, you know, you got to remember that all the geek stuff and all that viral promotion, those people, yeah, they're hooked. But that's, but a small portion that's of the less population. than perhaps, what, 4% of the population? If that. You know, that are aware. And so it is, you know, that is the difficulty facing Warner Brothers. Now, what do you do when you've when you've absolutely nailed the psychopathic, uh, nihilistic Joker who believes that death rules over everything? Uh, and then you mm-hmm. go, oh, and he's dead. So it is an awkward. Well, you it's know what? It, it's luckily it doesn't debut till what May or when? July. Come? July. So you know, not to make light of anything, but that's you know, there's time to mourn. And then, if anything, is an actor who's you know given a solid performance. It's, if anything, it'll be more of a tribute and. Yes, kind yeah. of, a, you know, to honor his craft and Absolutely. everything else. So I think that they shouldn't have any problem. I got to say, and you may say this is tasteless, but really a much better way to go out than like Raul Julia in Street Fighter. True. Yeah. Wow. I totally put it in perspective. And all that noise you can hear in the background is because of where we're uh, recording right. tonight, Derek. They aren't actually listening to us. <laughs> they never listen to us, nor after the fact. They're not even listening to this podcast as we insult them. Uh, we're at Elusive Comics and Games, 2725 El Camino Real, Suite 104 in Santa Clara. A beautiful shop, and uh, it just gets better and better each week. And uh, and the owner gets drunker and drunker. So... <laughs> I'm kidding. She's just being very Not boisterous. during store hours. Oh, no. 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 I, I, I beg to differ. No. Anyways, Derek. <laughs> do you know what time it is, Derek? It's, no, you it's do time it. for letters. letters from the viewers, listeners. <laughs> we have no viewers. When we get to the, audio, the vidcast, did that ever get up there? Uh, no, it's yeah, not I didn't online. Think so. I didn't think so. All right, here we go. It was on go. television, though. Here we go. But wait, let's before we go into them, though, we want to thank everyone for listening and writing in. And remember that if you do have any questions or comments for the podcasters, send them to editor at fanboyplanet.com. I got a handwritten note as well, but wow. I think what it's going to do is we'll lay out a challenge for a feature in a later podcast. Uh, but I'll get to that. Uh, Were we going to follow up on last week's uh, mail? Because there was a question about that. Do we get anything? You and I exchanged mail on uh, the the question from the from Sudi Pongse. Sudi Pongse, I, I have to like warm up to say his name. Sudi Pongse Tapetakul uh, from Thailand. You're running ah, start yes. at that <laughs> name. Boom. The Thailand okay. superstar. The, the the Ryan Seacrest of Thailand. Ryan Seacrest. Right. Of Thailand. Um, Rick. Suggested last week, I believe on the air, Allegro non tropo. Yep. You went to Wikipedia and found a, found a synopsis, synopsis of the of, of the film. I'm still not convinced, but I don't know. So well, I haven't heard back from him yet. But I've seen the film, and it it, it emotes everything that he described. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's missing is that there's not a soldier in it, and it does start with a playing voice. a piano and getting shot by a Nazi. This is the this is the problem. I could yeah. I, I will agree with you. I could very easily see that that. Combined with a hazy memory of heavy metal and yes. the zombie section where the get the World or even War II something pilot. like wizards, ooh, also the same. Yeah, time. I don't know. Um, all I know is for sure it was not Cool World or Fritz the Cat. No, probably not. 
Okay. So there you go, listeners. So if we're, you we're still have questions. Your, we we're try. We're over this. This is the. We try this to is, answer your uh, This is what we know. Again, if you didn't pick up last week, what we're talking about is is Sudi wrote in and asked a, an animated film in which a World War II soldier goes into an abandoned like dance hall, burnt out. burnt out something, finds a piano, plays a song, it brings back memories, and then he is shot by a Nazi soldier. We're still looking to see if that film is. Rick makes a case for Allegro non troppo. In which a kitten goes into a bombed out building and wanders through, and as it moves through, it remembers all the family and stuff, mm-hmm. and it all comes back to life until at the end uh, something happens. shot by a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Exactly, yes. Okay, Go. now this week uh, we've got a, a letter from David Langdon, who has long been actually on our, on our late lamented forum uh, under the name Shipwack. Dear Derek and Fanboy Planet Gang. I assume that includes lawn. Every week I listen to your take on the Faniverse. You all are you all are my lifeline, and the days I get to listen to your show on my iPod while I work fixing TV receivers for rich folk make my day more bearable, though my coworkers think I'm a nut for randomly giggling. Thank you. Last week I even heard someone mention my name, Dave, while asking for letters. Well, I doubt I'm the Dave you were referencing. Not since the days of Romper Room have I felt so special. Wow. This letter is getting a bit too gooey. Let's see. Gur, Hulk, Smash, Wrestling, Car Crashes. Anyway, well, I, it's, too, it's too late to say. Feel free to skip all that crud because I didn't. And just to answer a question. I stopped reading comics when I got married. Mm, well, common story. Then That's started, why I didn't get married. Then I started again when I got unmarried, <laughs> reading, among other things, Identity Crisis. However, Crisis soon mutated into more than a half a dozen books or so it seemed. I couldn't afford Only to keep... Only a half a dozen? <laughs> uh, yeah. Dave, you're not reading enough. I couldn't afford to keep up on that, let alone all the other DC and Marvel titles I liked. I definitely couldn't branch out into the various high-quality, smaller publishers, such as Dark Horse or Image. I'm on a tight budget. I don't even have cable TV. So I went cold turkey and quit buying anything on a regular basis. Now I'm buying only collections and graphic novels. I get PS238 twice a year, the best damn comic about a bunch of young superheroes in school period, Mm -hmm. which I'd actually agree. It's a really good book. We've rarely talked about it, but it's a really good good book. I've just started getting the 52 collection, so like Stephen's questions last week, what recent collections graphic novels should I get next? Walking Dead. Walking Dead. We've said it before. Yeah, we'll I say would it go again. for some of those yeah. high quality uh, small press ones that he avoided. In the Absolutely. Place. Any of the any of the BPRD or Hellboy stuff. Yeah, which are great. There's reads also we're talking about from Oni Press. There's a I, I found this. It's a little manga esque for my taste, but I thought the story was really good. A book which, called Sidekicks. Have you ever read that? No. Is that the one with Chuck Norris? <laughs> See, no. Thinking. Oh, sorry. No. Sidekicks is about a girl who goes to a, it's a high school for. It's like the PS two thirty eight setup, only it's high sc- it's or sky high. It's a lot more. They're older. They're junior high, Wait, high that's school not kids. The one that uh, oh no, that's the fresh. I thought it was one Seth Green. Oh, freshman did. is the college one where they get right. superpowers in college. Right. Mm-hmm. Though that's kind of a fun read too. So there's that. Yeah. You know, if you I liked if you like PS two thirty eight, there are a couple of books along those lines. Freshman. Uh, there's a freshman one and a freshman two. I think both are collected in trade paperback. That was we from had some Top clues Count. though from what he was reading, what what he had read before. He read Crisis and uh, yeah, he read Identity Crisis. He read uh, fifty. He's getting the fifty two collections. Yeah, and I'd say sounds don't sounds like a DC. Guy. Don't branch out there. Yeah, he sounds like kind of a DC guy. Yeah, PS two thirty eight is a really fun, cute book about these elementary school kids that have superpowers. Has he read Kingdom Come? Hmm. Do, you know, we don't talk about that deep enough. You go back in time. One of my yeah. favorite DC Kingdom Come. collections yep. of all Kingdom time. Kingdom Come. I think that when the trade paperback comes, the collection isn't there yet, but Booster Gold uh, of the, the series that just, that just but remade. If the you, new but series. if you don't read 52, though, 
But he's reading 52. He should finish 52 first. Finish 52, then read, fi- then read Booster Gold. Yeah. Um, All right. You know, another thing I would say, and we don't talk about it enough, you know, it's the Justice League Unlimited uh, trade paperbacks for the comic, book, the comic book adaptation of Justice League Unlimited. Oh, the TV show? Yeah, the TV show. Those yeah. are fun one-shot stories that yeah. are, are pretty well written. And they remind me what comics but, used but to be. But you might want a little more meat, though. You know? He might. If he's, if he's then, reading Identity Crisis. Then you go to The Walking Dead. I'd also say Darwin Cook's revamp of The Spirit, Will Eisner's The Spirit. Those say at least the first six issues of that have been co- collected. That's dang good. So there we go. The other letter I got was from listener Stephanie Rodriguez, who we've mentioned before and dedicated to. Hi, Stephanie. She hand-wrote this. I was planning to tell you this earlier, but I totally forgot. I really enjoyed your Schwarzenegger and Sunnyvale story. and was wondering that maybe for your next <laughs> podcast... You and the other podcasters could share more stories of your best, worst, funniest, etc., celebrity experiences, brushes with fame, stuff like that. Uh, I don't know, but I think they'd be pretty cool. And you guys said that you needed listener mail, so here you go. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Stephanie. So I think for a later podcast, we've got a lot yeah, to talk about tonight. That might sure. be it. That might but be it's be an interesting subject. Let's think about it. It's time to think. Because that could be like a late night thing. I didn't want to, you know, it could be. I didn't want to catch you off guard with it except to say that out there. Yeah. I mean, Some of those stories can be a little long, too. And we've had, and we, but we've all had our embarrassing. I mean, just yes. you and Mark Hamill alone as a whole podcast. I mean, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, Duncan. He said, uh, so, Derek, sir. Uh, so, thanks, Mr. Hamill. You got my first consonant right. Uh, so send all your emails to editor, editor at fanboyplanet.com. Mark, call me. Okay. Uh, so let's get to comics now. But, that's, yeah, that, we'll talk about cele- – we'll have a celebrity moment thing some later time. Because Goodson's got a couple of good ones, too. We can get him in on that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we want to get him in right now, of course, you know, because he irritates me. But uh, no, Whatever he wants to sit down. Oh, he's got he's got a short attention span. Uh, so comics, let's talk about comics. Uh, just to... I got mail from Stephen King. You wow! <laughs> Personally, or it says dear Rex. It says dear Rick Rex. at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> it says dear Rick at the beginning. I, yes, that just means they have a sophisticated database. <laughs> <laughs> so you got mail from Stephen King. What did he say? He's announcing the dark. He likes me, doesn't he? He's announcing <laughs> the Dark Tower Long Road Home. Which is coming out from Marvel real soon now. Uh, the same creative team. Mm-hmm. We got Jay Lee, Peter David, Jay Lee, Robin Firth, Robin Firth, and uh, forgotten. There was one other artist, Richard Isanov. Yes, that's the one. The colorist, last name I the, can't the colorist, pronounce. the right. colorist is doing one of the inking over it. What's cool about this? The last series basically encompassed a bunch of stuff that happened in part of the novel Wizard and Glass. This one, so we really knew the plot of the first one, pretty much. It ended abruptly, and I took, you know, you remember, I took a little bit of offense to the pacing of the last issue because they, they basically summed up the major heart-wrenching parts in one panel and mm-hmm. then a final page. This one looks like it's going to go back a little bit and cover some of that, but then it's supposedly new stuff that we haven't seen in any of the books before. Mm-hmm. But it's called The Long Road Home, so I'm imagining it's the travel back to Roland's home from the place they were. So really, that is more exciting, you know, what the promise of the comics was – We'll get new More. stories. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and I also noticed from you the press release you sent over. They're doing another midnight launch for this as well to get everybody excited. Did maybe the store will uh, this, take time part. this time around. This store will take part. Uh, yeah, I think we'll, we'll we you know we might make that recommendation and we might be listened to. But we'll twist some arms. Big news for King fans, right? Yeah, yeah it is. Stephen King fans. Yeah, it's definitely. <laughs> Not definitely. Martin Luther King fans. So. So, that, <laughs> it could be both. <laughs> Big news for them. We just had a day off. Right. Uh, so, hey, great. 
Um, yeah, so that's really good. You also finished up watching the Marvel Adventures video. Oh so my lay God. it on me. Okay, so um, I'm not going to spoil anything for you because you know it's a it's a solid three three minutes of entertainment. Um, so I'm not going to say you know when we left Iron Man, he was plummeting back to the earth well, that's even further than i and watched the ro- i only watched the first and the one the computer tells him that he's got 15 seconds till his system reboots and he's going to impact in six <laughs> so how he gets out of that one i'll let you discover that for yourself but we do get another marvel star in this episode hulk. the hulk who's who's possibly 30 feet tall in, in this episode because he's He's, he's standing like the size of three stories. Well, of the you know, the, uh, How tall is the, the matter Hulk? the Hulk It depends gets, on who's drawing him. The taller Hulk gets. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And my favorite part in this, they're still fighting the giant robots, mm-hmm. which, of course, is like... Uh, Are you going to tell me Ultraman comes in? No, 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 How no. How about no. Jeta Dukai? But at one point, a giant robot is about to fall on a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> and And the Hulk gets in there... And Hulk save puppy. Hulk saves save the puppy. puppy. <laughs> Hulk save puppy. Yeah, oh. it's it's just what kind of puppy? it's over. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, I said Rick. It's against my underdog argument. It's not for you. Yes, it really it's isn't. Not. It's definitely not. No, he could have but only I, saved that. On kitten. the other hand, you're I, talking about a website which also has a commercial for the. You know that has the Spider-Man Mr. Potato Head running down the street to save the day. Yes, indeed. so you know. But uh, on the other hand, I really liked the way they Im- the, the way they rendered this stuff. It looked really good. Oh. It was very very close to photorealistic. Mm-hmm. If they had done this uh, in big screen fashion, they could do a decent movie. Of course, you know they didn't have any real faces except for the Hulk. The University know. of Phoenix isn't willing to pay for a whole film, though, are they? Probably. I not. smell a directed video video coming. Could be. Well, yeah, wasn't it the Doctor Strange uh, video that, that released like all the cutscenes from Ultimate Alliance, and uh, and the all, I think Ultimate the, the, there's a there's a bonus on there where they yes. actually all the narrative of the Ultimate Alliance video game is strung together, so you don't have to actually play Ultra, Ultimate Alliance to get the oh, plot. Okay, which I've had friends say that you know like wow, if you I want to see that movie. <laughs> right, really. No studio wants to release that movie in which they blow their wad and every single character in the Marvel universe plays a part somewhere. But yeah, you know, I mean, there is a place for that for fans, and so you know, so you buy the disc. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, another video game that you also also mentioned. You had Turok. Talk, was Turok. I haven't got it yet, but apparently uh, Xbox Live, which is the online component to Xbox 360, mm-hmm. uh, is uh, making available, if not today, real soon now, the downloadable version of the Turok video game. This is a demo. The demo. Okay. That's currently available in Europe, but it's not available in the U.S. The demo or the whole game? The whole game is, is available in Europe. Is available in Europe. And, what? Because uh, Native Americans are really big. I in believe Europe. so. Might, it may just be the demo. Um, it's been about, it's been available for a while for a little while, and you could buy, you could get this demo if you pre-ordered the sixty dollars video game, but now it's available for download free to anybody with an Xbox Live account. So okay, it's a first-person well. shooter. Apparently, it has some really neat features like uh, Turok in the single-player game. You're fighting a lot of dinosaurs. Well, if you play multiplayer, not only are you playing. Everyone else in the multiplayer area, all your friends who have logged in, but the dinosaurs are still there, and they're trying to get you while you're trying to get your friends. So mm. apparently really cool. Or as I like to say, Friday Night at the Goodsons. So, uh, <laughs> all right. 
Let's talk actual comics in, uh, in the comics section. Because Turok was a gold key comic. That's the tie-in. And then a value. Absolutely. And there's a video coming out, uh, a DVD animated film coming out in a couple of weeks. Punisher War Journal, which yeah. is, you know, Punisher's going to be back on everybody's. When is that movie coming out? It's, oh, it's September 12th. It's War Zone. Is the movie. It's the movie. And, and that's the comic book is War Journal. September 12th is the release date for the movie. And the uh, War Journal uh, that I'm excited about is issue 16, where uh, Howard Chaikin joins Matt Faction in drawing the book. Yeah. The only Matt, problem I Matt have Faction is, is the writer from the very beginning of the series. I've, they had a couple panels on the Marvel site, and Howard Chaikin makes the Punisher look like American Flag. So, Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, could you think Howard Chaikin was going to make him look any different? I mean... He's got a certain style. That's my one bummer with because I've actually that's been one of the few books I've been collecting, but it was mostly because of Ariel Olivetti uh, and the last two issues he was off on the art. Yeah, yeah, I didn't catch those, but I mean that was a whole selling point for that book for me was his artwork. So. His artwork was it was was really nice and fleshy. Yeah, it's kind of you know almost painted. Kind that's of, really yeah. a good word for it, fleshy. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. Chaykin's a very different. Take. All I know is. It, well, Chicken Shaken, doesn't necessarily make everyone look like American Flag because he did a really good job with made, Guy Gardner. He made Blade look like American Flag, which I didn't like. I got to go with that. Uh, oh, you know, sure. There's something to I, – again, I like Howard, but – and not that I fear he's listening, but in case he is, I, you know, I, I like him. I, I, I've always liked his stuff. I enjoyed the conversation I had with him a couple of years ago. You know, well, you can't point me to an artist who draws better fishnets than Howard, though. There is no one. Yeah. No one yeah. draws sexier, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. They're hard-edged women. Not Greg Horn. Greg doesn't doesn't draw fishnets as well. No. Because Howard knows just strategically where to rip them. Uh, You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. No, I'm sure everybody's thought that. (laughs) (laughs) You also, we also read the Teen Titans Lost Annual to go back. We both read that. Or the Lost Teen Titans Annual. Yeah. What a weird, trippy thing where the teen. (laughs) We're going to spoil the hell out of this one, aren't we? I think you just go from the beginning that President Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, uh, so they got, it was written by Bob Haney, who was the Teen Titans' original creator. Uh, He died four years ago, so it's been in the vaults at D.C. trying to figure out, like, how to market this. They got Mike Allred to ink. I don't think he was the penciler, but it's definitely, like, an Allred feel kind of thing. It's trippy. Uh, Yeah, President John F. Kennedy is kidnapped by aliens and brainwashed (laughs) to become their ruler. Not just any aliens, but blue-skinned aliens who look like the Beatles. Beatles. Yes, uh, that's right. I forgot about that element, yes. Um, And, you know, it's like Bob Haney making fun of his own career in a strange way because I don't think that Bob Haney ever really got why his career was funny to people. So, I mean, because this is the guy... Not only did he create Teen Titans, but he, I think he was involved in the whole, like, the reason why no one knows who Wonder Girl is is because he was the guy that looked at an issue of Wonder Woman, didn't get that Wonder Girl was supposed to be Wonder Woman as a girl, mm-hmm. and put her in the Teen Titans. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's like, and, 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 you know, so he's he's the source of all that who was Donna Troy crap. Yeah. He never answered it himself, but. Did you love the scene where Aqua Boy Aqualad. Aqualad has the machine that he just flips the switch and makes the interdimensional portal that they're going to travel through. There's like one panel. How do we get? How do we find the aliens' planet? Well, I've got. We'll just do, use the interdimensional travel machine. It was. It was oh funny. my it was god! Device. Yeah. It was fun. It was bizarre, and 
That's all I can say about it. It's really good. If you can still find it on the stands, it's fun if you just really like, you know, goofy. It's fun. And if you're a President Kennedy fan, it's uh Yes. It's one last new Andrew, hope. one of those other, you know, great great explanations of the assassination. And I would just like to believe that as much as anything else, as, yes. as any other. Yeah. Not as funny as the Red Dwarf solution, but because yes. uh, <laughs> that's just wrong in a way that only the British could have done. Uh, <laughs> but still, uh, so I like that. Uh, a serious, and I, so we won't talk about it too much this week because I want you guys to read it, and we can talk about it seriously next week. Left on Mission from Boom Studios, trade paperback, a kind of a spy crime thriller um, that. I, w- I was actually – I was really impressed with the art. I really enjoyed the art, art of Who the book. Who does the art? And I wish – so impressed I couldn't Sorry. remember the name. No, uh, you know, it's, again, one of those uh, – what I'd say is like this new South American school of artists that are coming up. And the guy has done a couple other books that I've never bought before but now I want to look at. Uh, so uh, so we'll pass that around and read the left. Um, it came out today, but I'm going to say now pick it up. It's an interesting book, but then we'll, we'll actually talk about it in depth next week. Okay. Get a chance to look at it. Okay. Uh, I also have a, an image graphic novel we'll be talking about later, too, uh, that I'll pass around. You know, so we'll have a real roundtable. We talked about Punisher Warzone. Was there anything about the movie that you found interesting besides we now have a release date, September 12th? There's like, Lon and I were talking about, there's like nothing on this movie. There's like one photograph where the one guy's face is... and his face is kind of covered by the gun, so... And I don't, you know, I, 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 it wasn't Ray Stevenson. Was he like on Rome or something like yes. that? Yes. A series I've never watched, so... I, I have no opinion about does he make a badass. Punisher All I know or? is the rumored uh, thing about the script is that he's fighting Jigsaw. Jigsaw is the main I, villain. Actually, I think I saw a photograph of Jigsaw. Interesting. Or did uh-huh. you just see a Jigsaw puzzle? No, I think I saw a photograph of somebody whose face. Are you sure was it wasn't all Jigsaw from but. Saw? Because that's a Jigsaw so. too. Okay. Okay. Is he called Jigsaw? He, yeah. uh, I got to watch those Saw movies, or maybe I don't. No, you but, don't. Yeah. I've decided against it. It's sort of a cultural thing. you got to know. Um, we did get a confirmation in an interview uh, this week. William Hurt confirmed something, as is often happening with these things, where the rumor's already been out. We've talked about it. But that, indeed, Robert Downey Jr. will be making a cameo in The Incredible Hulk, which would be a good establishment. That's good, but I want Iron Man. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, too bad. No. That's good. Maybe, I want Iron Man. Maybe we'll see lights through his shirt. Will that Not satisfy you? No. <laughs> Dang. Okay, I, I tried. Maybe he'll have an Iron Man action figure maybe with him. Maybe that wouldn't be good enough either. No, I really wouldn't. Okay. No, but the rumor is is that who, who, Thunderbolt Ross that William Hurt is playing yeah. is going to be looking for some kind of armor or, or ordinance. And, and again, as much as I respect to buy William from Hurt, arms dealer, I am having a difficult time picturing him as Thunderbolt Ross. Let's get those let's get those lame bla- lame brained Hulkbusters out there after that dad blasted. Didn't you see History of Violence? I have not yet seen no. a History of Violence. Don't. This week, they did. I, I didn't have time to contact you. They emailed me this morning and said, "We've got a screening this afternoon for Rambo." What? Oh. Opening this afternoon you in San inside? Francisco? No, 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 no. Oh. No, I didn't have time to get, like. Send I did out nothing and, today. I could have went inside. See, I never know. And, and it was just like I, I could have done nothing today. You could have and gone up to San Francisco and seen Rambo. So I'm sorry. So we have no idea at this point if it's any good. But it is opening Friday. Here's this. By the time this is up, probably so two, three days. Previously. Although, wait, I think we have a clip. Let's listen. Adrian! Live for something or die for nothing. 
Wow, that was a clip from Rambo. It sounds good. What do you uh-huh. guys think? Uh-huh. Yeah, I hey, think Rambo, save us. Because you know there's teens in it. <laughs> right. Um, <sighs> they drew first. You know, there was also, I got to say something. I read this stupid interview with Sarah Michelle Gellar, and it ticked me off so much. You know, it's like I, I almost never want to watch Buffy again because, <laughs> oh, <she laughs> because you know what? Yeah, she gave this interview where, I mean, because everybody's just, you know, they try to make these stories of, you know, would there be a Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie? Would you do a Buffy movie? And, you know, they asked her, what do you do? And she's like, I just, just don't see just where, <laughs> I don't see where there'd really be a good, a good Buffy script. I mean, you know, I think what made the television series work was that it was a long drawn out arc. And so I'd be hard pressed. I'm like, you know, if really Joss Whedon couldn't write you an hour and a half script <laughs> that wouldn't be in that hour and a half better than the other 15 hours of yeah. your film let's career. Let's talk Grudge too. Let's uh, let's talk that <sighs> Southland Tales. What was that one where she was a magical baker? There we go. No, yeah, <laughs> nobody knows. I, I know there was one where she like baked magic cookies or something. I Scooby Doo one and two. Yeah, yeah, uh, that probably is it. <laughs> I'm just saying we'll see a Buffy movie in a couple years when nobody else will hire her for anything else. I have to say, you know, I've, I've been a big fan of hers for years. She was on Letterman last night. Oh God, she yeah. should not have gone on. She had nothing to talk about. Did she, she uh, separate from Freddie Prince Jr. No, too? she was showing vacation shots of her and Freddie trying to surf. It was just. Uh, yeah, sadly, sorry. sadly. Why sir, would you separate sorry. from that dreamboat? I yeah. don't know. I will have to ask Freddie why. He because he that. likes comics too. I know. Well, that's why everybody hates him. He's like the ultimate fanboy. Not only did he did he get to be in Scooby Doo, not only did he get to have this incredible comic book collection, but he got to marry Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So <laughs> yeah. really, everybody hates. And you him. know, she's got to have some good costumes. <laughs> I don't think she'd wear them. She'd go. Mm-mm. I want Velma tonight. Mm. She played Daphne. I know. <laughs> so who knows? But anyway, I had to. I had to get that off my chest because I just read that little blurb about it, and I was like, "Do you not get why people think you're popular? You know, do you not get that? Do you not get who has done that for you? You know, and it's just bleh. yeah. So you had a TV, a piece of TV news that I'm just like stunned at. Speaking okay, of, so of movies I don't want to watch. If there's a movie that didn't need to be remade yet again, strictly for TV, it would be Jules Verne's Journey to the Center of the Earth, which unfortunately is not. I was really going to go with It's a Wonderful Life, but okay. It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, Wait I a don't minute. Think Isn't remade. that the movie you're talking about, The Core, with Hilary Swank? No, but there was... It was Alien from L.A. with Kathy Ireland. There you go. <laughs> there was this novel in the 19th century. Oh. A novel. What's that? Yeah, I know. Exactly. Okay. Paper thing. So, uh, USA Network, this Sunday, the uh, 27th of January, there is a world premiere of a direct-to-TV version of Journey to the Center of the Earth starring Ricky Schroeder. I'm disappointed. It's Rick now. Oh, he'll always be Ricky to me. No, whatever, Rex. So... So you've seen clips, I've seen anything? clips from this thing, and it looks it looks like it's right up there with any sci-fi channel thing where you're, hey, we're at the center of the earth, or maybe a national forest <laughs> with different lights in the sky. That is that Ming? Is that Ming the Merciless exactly. in the center of the earth? Exactly. Wait, is Journey to the Center of the Earth? Is that one the one where they like shrink down no, and they no. go inside that's, somebody's body? That's or Fantastic something? Voyage. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, this Journey to the Center of the Other Body. I was about to call it an Incredible Journey, but that was the one with the cats and the dogs. So the cats who shrink. Down down, and then they go <laughs> to the center to the of the earth. earth. The cast gets better, though. So, also with Ricky, Rick. Wait, if he's top build, how could the cast get better? 
Victoria Pratt is in this. Now, you may Victoria not remember Pratt. Victoria Wait, wait, wait. Right she away. was in X Factor, no, X Force, Mindex, and, and she was in Cleopatra 2525. Exactly. And Very she's good. smoking. Yes. As so she, she is. It's true. So she's in this. Mm-hmm. The, the third triad of this triple bill, Peter Fonda. Who did play uh, the devil in Ghost Rider? He played Mephisto. Mephisto, yeah. actually, right. in Ghost Rider. Yeah, and okay, and so. there are moments where I think, what would Henry have thought? <laughs> but, hey, but he's I'm working. Sure. He's yeah, working. Thought, yeah, he's working. Yeah. No, but you know, Peter Fonda is an actor that I I do think is, is is pretty good. But I also see sometimes watch him and I go, but I'm not sure why I thought he was pretty good. Like yeah. he had this ER movie cam- called Yuli's Gold. Maybe uh, you've watched that. No, but he was nominated for. Yeah, it. I know. Little thing called Easy Rider. Easy, Easy Rider. Rider. Yeah. Never seen that either. Little you. movie called Oscar Gold. <laughs> was no. he not in that? You see no. Easy Rider? I saw Easy Rider and Oscar Gold. Mm, okay. Which is one of my favorite Stallone movies, actually, Oscar, because uh, it's got Tim Curry in it. So anyway, <laughs> I'm I'm probably going to give it a uh, I'm going to give it a record on the DVD player. Yeah, but isn't like, there a big screen? There's like a Journey to the Center of the Earth 3D oh, coming. Yeah. Uh, uh, really? Uh, not that I know of. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I know nothing about it, but I keep seeing that title bandied about. I don't know. Is all of Jules Verne's work in the public domain now? Oh, uh, it's got to be. Yeah, he's been dead for yeah. well over a century. So all it all it takes is uh, director and and studio hubris. To what bring I'm thinking is, Lon, we can make Journey to the Center of the Earth. Why don't we do what was the other time Journey traveling? to the Center you said of the Moron Sewers? What was the other Jules Verne? Was it Back in Time or what was it? <laughs> The time that machine. Was the time machine. That was H.G. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, Wells. Been, yeah. Oh. Did he 20,000 leagues from the Earth to the Moon? Yeah. Right. Well, let's just stick them all together into one like action-packed, oh. big bang, boof movie. Long we'll mysterious island. Journey to twenty thousand leagues to the center of the moon. Perfect. Master of the world. Mm-hmm. Mm. Made into a fantastic Elseworlds with Batman. Mm. The second one. <laughs> second Gotham by Gaslight. I actually like the Vincent Price movie pretty well. I, I like that. I remember that. But no. you know, okay, uh, something that we were going to we can follow up until until the writer's strike renders this one moot. Sarah Connor Chronicles. Speaking of time travel, sweet episode three, The Turk. Yeah, was the name of the episode. Hmm. Oh, that's right. Was it episode three? Yeah, I guess yeah. you're right. Yeah, I uh, loved it. It was great. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Nice re-embodying of the Terminator we were talking that about That was week. creepy. Yeah. That, wa- that was. I mean, I, very effective and creepy. But the best thing about it was that scientist who was just drawn into, oh, I can do this, I can do which this. Is, which is why and I find... even after the exposure... Which is why I find the whole Skynet thing so plausible about someone eventually stumbling yeah. onto it because it's like they could convince the entire world, no, if you build this, <laughs> it's going to take over and kill us all and there's going to be some AI guy going... Yeah, but wow. but I no, it's not no. going to happen because but that's cool. But it's you, you, put, you know exactly, exactly. What, I mean, although that sign is drawn in, I know the thing is he didn't realize what it was until it was too late. But it's still like you know, I mean, but he was drawn in. Oh, you know, it's the cracking the puzzle, and that's my fear. I always say it's like it's like watching Twenty Eight Days Later, where I say that's exactly how it's going to go down. Some stupid thing like a damn monkey bite, you know, I mean, because scientists couldn't leave well enough alone and had to infect a monkey with a rage virus. Gee, all it does is make people into homicidal maniacs? <laughs> Let's see what happens. <laughs> you know? What's the worst that could What's happen? What's the worst? Give it to Bobo. Because <laughs> <laughs> monkeys are so well-behaved anyway. Yeah, yeah. They throw poo. <laughs> 
But now, rage-infected poo. But the, the creepiest scene in that episode. 28 had, layers later. Had to be when when the uh, the Terminator takes off the coat and the hat and everything, and he's yeah, exposed slowly, as it. slowly, but he could leave his hat on. And and then he motions to the door, just and me. the scientist closes the door. I know. That was it. just like, it was like, so... It's like this. That was almost like the graduate. Yeah, it was like this. <laughs> it was almost like this. Are you trying to seduce me, Mrs. Terminator? <laughs> well, it, was, it was a seductive scene. It was like death seduces the scientist. <laughs> one, word, one word for you, Benjamin. Plastiderms. Plastiderms. Yeah. The best part of that whole episode, though, was the part that Derek seemed to miss. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Tell me. Remind me. I didn't. I, I wasn't paying attention to my... Television. Summer Glau walked by in her undies. Okay. Okay. Um, here I've, here's my problem and with I the said, show right now. Hasta la vista, My baby. problem no. with the show right now, the subplot is being, I mean, there's the meta plot of the whole show, but the subplot where they're having is the kind of running gag of how strange Cameron is in comparison to other people. Yeah, I did. And yet, in the first episode, she clearly, as she made a comment, fooled you. Fooled yeah. you again. Yeah. She was not robotic at the beginning. Right. The only reason you knew she was a Terminator is because we'd all been buying the bags, you know, or buying comics and seeing the bag with the, with the image of her, you know, with her torso. So, of course, we knew that was the role she was going to play. Yes. But she was completely human and believable until such time as they decided she has now been revealed to be a Terminator and now she cannot actually pass for human. Right. Right. And so I've got a problem with that. Well, this goes on to one of one of my own favorite hate things about any of the media nowadays is they have to expose the big giveaways, right? So the moment we see Summer Glau in that first episode, we go, hey, there's the Terminator. Because I've seen all the commercials. They've already told me she's the Terminator. Sure. There's no surprise at all at the exposure that she's the Terminator. Which is why to a, a long extent, I mean, because I obviously, obviously watch shows later and then usually when they're broadcast – as we all are, time shifting is becoming the way television is watched. Mm-hmm. I've become now, it's like, and people say, oh, spoilers. I'm like, no, I really don't even care. Go ahead, spoil it. Because somebody else has, yeah. or, or the, the network has, or something. And now it, it's a show that catches my attention isn't a show with surprises. It's a show that, well, it's so well done that I don't care that I already know what's happening. Because you've already, because somebody else has already ruined it. But for I me. feel for the people who are actually putting the show together and, and trying, writers to, come and trying to come conscious. up with some good stuff, and then the marketing department takes it and says, "What's the most exciting thing?" Okay, that's our thirty-second commercial. Yeah, but a good story can overpower that, and I, I think that's what the show is showing. So Sometimes, but you're missing it then. True, but as, but you can appreciate though if you put yourself in the context of it, like when you see John Connor realize. She's the Terminator when she pulls the truck over. That was still an effective and good scene. And well, I didn't but, well, feel... what I'm saying is because that was well done. Right. And that's the mark of that show has my attention because it is well done even though the, the surprises are, are spoiled by the commercial. But when she got earlier, like two minutes earlier, she got shot. She went down. She was still in that classroom. And if you hadn't known she was a Terminator, then it would have been surprising if you'd seen her True. In the truck. However, I forget who I watched it with. Your mom. I watched it with maybe my brother or somebody, I was close. and he didn't know she was the Terminator, and he was surprised. So okay. I guess you know somebody who didn't see the forty-five commercials every second, mm-hmm. which was hard to do if you were watching. If you watched Sunday Night Fox, yeah. you know that first night Wait, was like. Well, just, just put it this way: I knew. And, and you don't even have television. I don't even have right. I don't even have cable. But wait, I just caught something that I feel really stupid for not catching, and maybe you guys caught before, but I just realized. 
and I'm bummed that it took me three episodes. Her name's Cameron. James. Yeah. <laughs> I just caught that. Yeah. Named yeah. after James Cameron, yes. the director of... Hey. I did not even think about... Because I was wondering, well, Cameron, that's a stupid name to give a Terminator. <laughs> Slowpoke Lopez. And I, just, <laughs> and I just caught it right now when you're talking about, well... That's, okay. that's why. That's okay, Lon. 2% of the listening audience is also just catching on. Well, right that's, along with I you. speak for them. Two, two, <laughs> thanks, Lon Lorax Lopez. Mm-hmm. I speak for the two. There, okay. was another, there was another inconsistency in this episode this week that I thought I caught, but I cannot remember it for the life of me. I thought I'd caught them in one where she was going to buy cell phones because I really didn't piece together that – the intern was the cell phone salesman. I didn't, again, catch the photo well enough. So she's buying cell phones. I'm like, but John Con-, which is an inconsistency from previously. They leave forward. They don't even have new identities, and they've immediately bought cell phones because there's a big scene of John Connor recording his outgoing message right. on, a, on a cell phone. And then she's buying him here. And I, you know, I, I read an online thing. Oh, the AV Club has been doing a weekly thing uh, from The Onion. And the guy, and the guy, because he didn't get that, you know, she's being sarcastic about what happens if I press these numbers here. Does anything happen? Mm-hmm. If I if I press seven of them, would another phone Will ring? I end up talking to somebody, <laughs> you know. Which I thought, you know, really, there are times when I look at the bells and whistles on a cell phone and I think, yeah, that's really all I'm trying to do is be able to make a damn phone call. Uh, but she did betray the her. I don't think you can dial only seven numbers anymore and actually get somebody. I think you pretty much have to do overlay, especially in L.A. I think no, she's you being still sarcastic. Can. You still can. I know she was, but I'm right. saying you know it was sort of betraying that in 1999 that wasn't an issue of ten digit dialing. So it's the one. I'm, I'm not saying it's a flaw on that. It's just you know because she's from 1999. Remember that she 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 still thinks Prince is cool. Um, is it preempted next week? I've heard a rumor that it was. I thought they showed a coming next week. Okay. Did. I didn't watch that part. Because the Terminator's going in for reconstructive surgery. Oh, yeah. because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that was creepy. Creepy. Yeah. Creepy-looking Terminator. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so a, a, a film that was mentioned a couple of weeks ago that's now out on DVD, and I feel that we need to give it a shout-out. Chris Garcia put it on his top three, The Ten. Yes. I wish Goodson would pay back attention because we watched this Friday night and we're just like, you know, it's not for... Which one was this about? The 10 is a Decalogue. It's from the guys that wrote The State. So here's another correction. What's a Decalogue? Oh. Hmm. I'm asking for I know, the I know you are. It's just you say it so patronizingly. You wound me. Uh, a Decalogue would be a would be an artwork tackling the 10 commandments. The 10. So, you know, you have an opinion. Um and we have to correct something that, uh, you know, I believe Lon asked, which of course I, I love to have my Chris Garcia corrections. Lon asked, are these the same people that did Stella? And yes, the director, writer of The Ten. Uh, no, dir- I didn't say Stella. I said the Baxter. The Baxter. Same people. That's what I said. It, it, and and it, it, Garcia, I think, said, no, no, I think no, it was no, somebody no. else. But. No, it was the same people. Right. Um, it, so, all, again, all part of the state, but definitely the, the writer, writers and the co-writers and the director were two members of Stella who also include uh, Michael Ian Black in a very funny cameo. Um, yes. Well, it, it's Michael Ian Black, uh, David Wayne, and who's the other guy? David. Uh, it's not just them, though. It, it has, like, every B-list celebrity you could cram into a movie. Well, they're friends with everybody because they all, they all help out with the Reno 911. Those are all state guys, Yeah, there's too. a lot of guys. Uh, Winona I mean, Ryder has uh, an extended bit that I'm still not quite sure I find Famke funny, Jansen. but it's very disturbing. Famke Jamson. Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba makes a, can- uh, makes a good appearance. Paul Rudd, who I think is now, now that everybody knows how funny Alec Baldwin is, I'm now going for the guy that most people in America don't realize is absolutely the most hilarious man alive, 
Paul Rudd. Good improver. Who I think could is surprising. Could make just he just makes so many lines in the ten that he, other he, people wouldn't be funny, and it's just funny coming out of him. And I realized I want that guy to be Hal Jordan. I just was watching that and thinking, I want him to be Hal Jordan because he's got that attitude of I don't care. The way that they've made Hal Jordan into now. You yeah, know, but he's he, not as courageous as Hal Jordan. I see, but he could be. I see more of a Wally West. but all right. huh. Which would be great, except they cast Adam Brody. Ironically, you should say that because Adam Brody is in the 10 as well, and that's who's playing Wally they West cast him what in movie? the Justice League movie. What, what movie? The what one movie? that doesn't exist right. anymore. Oh, but he was. That. Okay, I can't. Give it up. It's over. Go mm. home. What are you still doing here? Go home. I, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't bought comics yet. That's what I'm still doing here. So we, we watched liked it. it. We liked it. It's not for everybody because what I what I thought the strength of it is that my problem with with Wet Hot American Summer, the previous movie from these guys that I had seen, but I haven't seen the Baxter. If they have an idea that really is only they think is funny, it goes on way too long. But in a film structure where it is ten separate stories and you have to move on. If you find one aspect not particularly funny, it is abandoned fairly quickly and moved on to another idea. Though almost all of the ten stories intermix do, inter- do inter- intermingle, but that's okay. I had no problem with that. And it was hard. <laughs> was it, at times you were like <laughs> leaning over and going, which commandment was this? Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to see <laughs> how there's a tie into Each story some. ties into one of the commandments. But actually, and the but weird you kind thing, of forget. You and know, the weird thing the is that, well, yeah, you forget, and then you think about it and go, yeah, that does Kind of makes sense, yeah. <laughs> I, and there's just there's just great because at one point the the thou shalt not take the Lord's name in vain becomes. I was wondering what that was. <laughs> becomes uh, it's it's in Spanish. Don't ruin in Mexico. it. That's what I'm gonna say. It's in Spanish, Mexico. So it's all narrated. You know, and yeah, I can't explain how it all ties, but it's brilliant. It's like, and I'm laughing at that. So if, if you like, you know, the the off color kind of humor, it which is, we it appreciate is, the, which you do. It's, it's, it's not twisted. a family friendly movie at all. It's it's okay. it's very twisted. It's just and. I, I appreciated it. It was just a really warped piece. Rob of, Corddry from The Daily Show. Rob, uh, yes, uh, in Thou Shalt Not Cover Thy Neighbor's Wife. <laughs> Again, can't spoil how that actually goes in. It's just very wrong. <laughs> and so, uh, we now gave we're it two thumbs up. Yeah. Copyright. The, <laughs> the, Did we, uh, the Friday Night Goodson Den fa- Movie Club gives it two thumbs up. And we're put in the awkward position of actually agreeing with Chris Garcia and something. Not one of the three best films of the year True. because it's not for everybody, but definitely one that every now and then when I'm when my children are in bed and maybe I'm the wife's gone out to do something else, I might go, <laughs> I'm gonna watch the ten <laughs> you know. And then hurriedly go, you know, just come home and say, Are you watching Port? No, I'm watching the ten. And <laughs> it's just as embarrassing. So uh, speaking of Garcia, just in Must his we? All in right. his absence, I have just some brief wrestling news, if I could throw it Please in. Please do. Throw it in there. Real fast. Uh, this will be a change because it's going to be brief. Let's hope. Uh, it's reported today <laughs> that uh, Bobby Lashley is a you know popular wrestler. Bobby uh, Lashley is leaving the WWE. Um, he, was, he was injured, and they were speculating if he was going to come back. And apparently he's unhappy with the way they've been treating him. They haven't really had anything for him to do. It's a shame because he was a big talent, one of the big – he was the guy that wrestled for Donald Trump last year at WrestleMania. It was the big hype or whatever. So, you oh. know, he was kind of, you know, becoming a flagship guy, and then he, he tore his shoulder and got injured. So where is he going? He's not going to – I don't know if he's going to wrestle or if he's going to look for other – I think they had said something about he was kind of looking at MMA, you know, mixed martial arts, but – 
it's all speculation. Anyway, so that's a that's a loss to a, a company that really needs another star to come up. And then the other announcement was that John Cena had, you know, who's still rehabbing his uh, pec tear. I do actually know who that is. He was rehabbing his uh, torn pectoral muscle or torn whatever lat, whatever he tore. Um, and a lot of we're speculating that he'd be rehabbed and return in time for WrestleMania. Uh, when he, is WrestleMania? Uh, I don't know. It's the end of March, early April. It's okay. usually around that time. Uh, I think it's March 30th, but don't quote me on that. Okay. Uh, he basically reported that he will probably most likely not be back in time for Mania because he is filming a action movie of some sort from for WWE Films that is going to be filming Isn't he during that time. shooting a PSA with you? No, he's not, Derek. He's not shooting a PSA for me. Um, but uh, I, free, I think it's called like 12 Steps or 12 something. But it's the new, his new action film for WWE Films. So that's why he won't be back for Mania. And that was... No, no, no. I have a semi-related uh, thing. So I wanted to throw something out there because I've been looking for something to watch on TV lately because there isn't too much between Sarah Connor Chronicles. Right. American Gladiators... Which yeah. is back from the 90s, starring Hulk Hogan, Hogan. Uh, has actually been kind of fun to watch. So going this, you know what's really frightening? Let me tell you something. So it's, it's American Gladiators, and what's, what's on after that? Uh, deal or no deal. Doing far better in the ratings yes. than Chuck and Heroes. Yeah, I read that too, which is kind of scary. So please, can we settle the strike? Another plea, because I don't want... I want to see what happens on Chuck. Yeah. I want to see. You know what's really scary is like all these shows did. Can't we all just get along? Really frighteningly good cliffhangers. Yes. Where where my name is Earl stopped shooting. Have you seen the last episode there? Yeah, but the last episode of My Name Is Earl, the last I didn't. Of, I've just not. I, I didn't enjoy them very no. much, and I wanted them like I. So I wanted another episode to like redeem it, and you know we don't have it. Okay. But speaking of to put the period on the end of the American Gladiators. I just saw today on Attack of the Show and one of the little uh, the news tickers that since the success of the show has been going off so well, they're talking about an American Gladiators cartoon. I don't Wait, know. Isn't that how. redundant? I, yeah. I'm yeah. just saying. I don't really. know what I mean, they plan to the, do the with the characters cartoon. on the characters on the uh, Gladiators are just so amazing. They've got the 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 one from Fiji, and they've got the wolf, and they've got uh, the uh, Helga. From <laughs> the women are amazing too. Crush uh, is uh, actually, I don't know. Crush is actually pretty. Uh, I think it's time to revive an old man show bit. I've never but seen that. what I want to know is, is without writers, how are they going to produce a cartoon? Because the WGA actually did uh, animated series are not covered by the by the oh Writers Guild, and that is why one of the things that has been the sticking point with the American with the AMPTP. The producers, uh, the studios, is that the writers did want to cover, have animation covered by the guild. Uh, because uh, I can vouch, having several friends in the animation industry, they are treated pretty shabbily. Um, but in order to settle, just yesterday, the writers' guild dropped the animation and reality show requ- uh, requests wow. for negotiation. Two of the big, big sticking points. The reality shows are written very clearly. You think Paris Hilton's smart enough to come up with all the dumb things she says on The Real Life? I don't know if they're actually so scripted, the but they're produced. No, they are scripted. Scripted, okay. They are scripted. You you watch Survivor. Basically, what's happened is, you know, the host of Survivor, what's his name? Um, Proust. Jeff. Jeff Probst. Jeff Probst. Jeff Probst is, you know, he's told what to do. Somebody writes those games and says the producer goes in with a writer and says, okay, what 
what could we do to make a conflict happen? And they force a lot. And a writer is on on the sets of these reality shows to come up with scenarios that will cause friction. So, you know, that had been a request. It is dropped. It is dropped. So telev- so reality and, and animation are now no longer. But, yeah, they can move forward and they can do animation just fine. They could do an animated Heroes cartoon show. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. The exception would be I, I believe that the Writers Guild does cover, like, Disney uh, film work. Hmm. So it's big production uh, animated films are still covered. How do yeah. they manage that? Okay. Studios, has, studios have different agreements with different guilds mm-hmm. and different unions. So, Okay. The other one I was going to throw out there for uh, yeah. watching on the G4 channel, Ninja Warrior. Yeah, I've only seen parts of it. It's like a Japanese show, I think. Yeah, it's, it's basically the Japanese version of American, American Gladiator. Gladiator pretty much. Oh. But it's... Okay. Uh, that the one like, that, who that wants one, to be a, that, a ninja, pretty Is much. that the one on Midnight Spank? That used to be, the, instead of Adult Swim, G4 had Midnight Spank. Probably. And I think that... I think Gizan showed me uh, an episode of, of Ninja War. Brutal. Yeah, very fun. Uh, pretty it's funny It's not at Ninja times. War. It's Ninja Warrior. Warrior. Whatever. Ninja War is a totally different show. That's when the ninjas have a war with each other. Okay. This is trying to find the next ninja warrior. warrior okay, that's, sure. it. that's it then. Right. So uh, Ninja Idol is what it really is. Pretty much. Pretty yes. much. <laughs> Almost as funny as watching uh, Takeshi's Castle in the original uh, Japanese. So, okay. All that's, wrong. That's all, all cool. I got. Okay, well, that's good because that's all we got. We are tapped out. Here we go. If you have, as you know, we'll reread or mail out. Uh, wow, got, we, we came in like under time, I think, this week. Well, huh? at least under two hours. Nice. Uh, so <laughs> if you've got questions, comments, complaints, you agree with me that Rick's got the best hair out of all of us, please write in at editor at fanboyplanet.com. In the meantime, I'm Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of Fanboy Planet. I'm Stephen Nelson of BCTV. I'm Lon Lopez, uh, creator, founder, star of MoronLife.com. I'll say Chief Moron. Be, be sure to check out our season three debut, February 13th. Am I in it yet? On www.moronlife.com. Thank you. I'm Doc Sampson. What? <laughs> and I'm Michael Goodson. Oh, great. Voices from the grave. Close the bathroom door when you shout out, Michael. Thanks. Sorry. Okay. And flush. Please. And we're reminding you to use your powers only for good. And And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit LukeSki at www.lukeski.com. Just admiring the microphones. Yes. Oh, they are admirable. Very sexual. Um, <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> they are. Look at these. Oh, my God. They're just, yeah. It's, Boy, you know. They're sexy. I'm glad that you've got the shield then. I'm not. Uh, I'm sorry. Not sexual. Sexy is what I meant. Really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's that's a little better. I ha- I'm sorry. I have a I have a suffix problem. What, t- what do you teach? English. There you go. Oh, and just a little and drama, little word to the Oh, voice. the drama, the drama part. man. Hey, Derek, can you play a Shatner? Can you do a Shatner impersonation?
I gotta say, uh, you say sabotage, I say sabotage. He was the most. <laughs> I can do a decent William Shatner. Interesting. Okay. I want to do a J.J. Abrams. I want to leak, like, quote, unquote, leak. <laughs> oh, please. No, I want to do a J.J. Abrams leaked uh, trailer for the web, but I want it shot Cloverfield style. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I can't believe you're not casting me. I, I don't understand. Well, that's what I'm saying. We could put you in the... Do you I have would. one of those wraparound taupe things? <laughs> <laughs> Not that I can talk about. But I just figured that then, like, you know, it would be moving, and then, like, you know, it would cut back to, like, his, you know, you were recording over an old tape. You could have the green woman laying in the bed that he just banged, you know, and then, you know, you could cut back and forth. And oh, shit. I'm there. I'm home. And then, like, you know, they could be... Who's going to paint Aaron? I've told you that... Uh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I told you that Jess Harnell story, haven't I? You know, Jess Arnell, that um, he's Captain Hero on Drawn Together. Right. He, he got really long hair, and, and you know, and he lives next door to Shatner. Shatner thinks he's Gene Simmons. <laughs> so so Arnell tells the story. He says, I'm, I'm out in front of my house. I'm, like, getting the mail, and this car pulls up, and I hear this, Gene, Gene. Turns around, and he goes, it's William Shatner. I, you know, do I tell him I'm not really Gene Simmons? <laughs> <laughs> he says, Gene, when you're... When you're out on the road with Kiss, you must get broads like crazy. <laughs> he goes, yes, sir, Mr. Shatner, I do. And he, says, and he just gets this really far away look on his face. That's so hot. And it drives <laughs> off. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know if that story actually is true. But it should but be. But it should <laughs> be. It's like, especially because you must get broads like crazy <laughs> what's it like yeah, yeah. oh no he knows <laughs> he knows yes, oh my gosh just going from time to one five. he has a taupe wraparound thing yes absolutely Any ne- just so i know for myself it's 25 minutes in <laughs> this is where i have to cut <laughs> let, let me make it let me make a note <laughs> there of we that. go 25 minutes in, lawn <laughs> made an unreproducible <laughs> remark <laughs> there we go Hey, by the way, the game plan, a rock football movie came out. Have you been crying since yesterday? I haven't even seen it. Oh, okay. Well, I got it. If you but want. I love rock football movies. If you want a tender moment. I thought you I'm said, sure, yeah. and I rock football movie came That's out. That's what I Iraq, heard, too. And a rock football game. Could you imagine that movie? It's like, <laughs> they're from Iraq. He's headed down the field. He's got it. He's headed. Boom. Oh, too bad. <laughs> We're playing Iraqi rules. Sorry. <laughs> the football is an IED. Look out! <laughs> He's not supposed to ignite five after the five hundred and seventy years ago. The opposing quarterback's family killed a member of my family. He must now die. Sack him. Sack him with a real sack. <sighs> and that better not make the outtakes. No. No. <laughs>